podcast. I do hope you're enjoying the adventures of our hapless band of heroes as they confront the three cults of the Ebon Triad. By my reckoning, they are currently two down with one to go, and I think we can all be grateful for that. And may I take a moment to thank all of you who have sent in questions via Twitter, email, Facebook, and so forth. We've been overwhelmed by the response, so much so, in fact, that we won't be able to deal with all of those questions uh, this time. And instead, we'll do one of those questions next episode, and the other one the episode after that. It really helps us if you subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple or Spotify or whatever uh, podcast app you choose to use. You can email us at hello at billowinghilltop.com or contact us, as I mentioned earlier, via Twitter or through Facebook, and we'd love to hear your questions. Uh, If we get up to three, then we might have to dedicate a special show. And that leaves me with nothing but to ask you to uh, sit back and enjoy episode 21, Chapel of My Eye. Good evening, good evening. I'm here with Dan and Graham and Johnny. Hello, Hello. Johnny. Good evening. Hello. And Lucas and Paul. Hello. Uh, where we left things. Grimbold had seen off this figure, this sort of weird, sorcerous, mysterious, masked figure. But Burple is down and has failed two death saving throws. Well, one death saving throw, but ever getting a one critical fail. On or one, yeah. Uh, and we pick up the action with session. Can I try and block off the corridor there? Stop me getting, <laughs> stop me getting through. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, I think um, I'm completely lost. What were we doing? Where? Were... <laughs> okay. So, um, do you want a quick recap, uh, Lucas? Yeah. What happened to the guy? Because we didn't we kill. Oh, have we not killed the guy yet or not? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you killed the guy. You fought this weird spirit, wraith-like creature, and then you saw off this—I don't know—stabby, assassiny rogue person with the poison dagger. Yeah. And finally, you faced down this figure that emerged from the back of this kind of complex, this weird complex with eyes on the walls and hands writhing around in columns with a kind of oily black surface. This figure emerged from the depth of this place and attacked you effectively it ordered you to leave and when you didn't it started firing lightning bolts at you and Grimbold uh, saw it off with a chromatic orb and that is kind of where we left things. Sessions will stalk cautiously back into the room and uh, I will draw the ace of spades lay it on um, Burple's forehead and spare the dying. (laughs) Okay the ace of spades the ace of spades you have to sing it now i think wouldn't it be a wouldn't it be a heart surely it would be a heart i thought of a heart but i decided i wouldn't go that way we'd go for the ace of spades okay okay so i have to get up to him touch him give him the card that says you owe misfortune purple burpish and that does what he stops making death saving throws and he's on naught hit points correct okay well that was timely okay is that it for sessions yeah that's an action so that's basically my round this round from somewhere uh deeper in this place uh you hear the slam of a door and then a kind of agonized terrified wail (laughs) excellent right and did you say that the pool of gunk down to the south in the big chamber has stopped after that guy after we no 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 no. quite the reverse lucas quite the reverse hmm your senses, since Grimbold slayed this creature, the slew, the liquid in the pool—is it slayed? Slew. Is it slew? Slew. <laughs> is it? 
Yeah, he slew the dragon. Slayed or oh, slew, yeah, yeah. Slayed or slew. Okay, there we go. Slew. So since <laughs> since Grimbold slew this thing, this this end of level boss person, the uh, the liquid in the in the black pool has been bubbling more uh, actively, more ferociously. Oh. And your sense from those of you who were briefly in the kind of larger chamber before was that at the point where Grimbold slew this thing, um, the room got a little. <laughs> <laughs> the room got a little colder. Cuthbert had noticed that that down by the pool, because he ran back that way earlier, was chillier than the rest of the place. And your sense is that the, that chill is extending, expanding through the chamber. Also, this weird sense of sort of pressure, air pressure, like a pressure on your inner ear, which is deeply unpleasant. That uh, has become distinctly more marked since uh, Grimbold slew the uh, creature. What do you want to do? What to do? So you do. There's still no sign of the lift yet. Uh, no, there's no sign of the lift. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing that happened. Sort of coincidentally, but you don't know whether or not it was affected by Grimbold's uh, when he slayed. <laughs> <laughs> Killed when he killed, did for yeah, destroyed this, uh, vanquished <laughs> this this thing. You also heard a kind of resounding crash from further up, from up this lift shaft. You don't know what that was. I I think the best way to describe it is that you heard what sounded like mining or people working masonry beforehand, and then there was a kind of cataclysmic crash. You don't know what that means, right? Well, as I am standing in the corridor, yes. In front of this door, the first thing I would do, I would take one step inside the room and close the door. Yeah. Well, the door sort of swings. It's the door's like a uh, on a swing. Yeah. Fine. Yep. Close the door. Close it shut. Um, mm -hmm. Is the door tight enough to such that when I close the door, we sense a change in pressure? Oh. Um. I'll say. Yeah. No. Okay. That's what I'll say. Right, then I will move further down the corridor. Mm -hmm. So you're gathered in this gathered in this corridor that runs uh, west to east and then turns to the north, and it's to the north that you know that you kind of that, that's where you were kind of pushing into when you fought this this um, and Grimbold um, dispatched this. Yeah. And creature. I'll move up to I'll move up and look down the corridor. Anything to see? No, no. there's some flickering um, dim flickering torchlight. What? What are coming from this opening up to your left as you look north. What are the eyes doing? The eyes aren't doing anything. They've stopped looking at us or they're just like... They're currently looking at sessions, but they're not, you know. Okay, they always seem to look at things which do magic. That's exactly it, Parker. They seem to pay attention to people that cast magic. Right. Well, I need a heal if anybody's got any... Um, do you well, want to anyway, stay... that's all I, I can mean... do. Uh, yeah, do we, do we want to stay in room? initiative or do you want to break out of initiative? I mean, well, I think we can break out of initiative order for now. I think, Grimbold, you've got spells running, though. How many... What have you still got left? Not much. Uh, I did a shadow... I think I've got shadow blade. A shadow blade, right? I reckon, has probably got about another round maximum left. I think that was um, the last thing you cast. That's probably the only thing that's still running. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So you're you're in this odd, rather Can unsettling. Search the, search the no. guy because he's got a like, staff of lightning, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a staff on him. Uh, well, it's a rod actually. Loot oh, the body. It's kind of magic user thing. I think I'd better get that. So you're gonna ah. search. 
this. Or should we peer around the corner? Maybe we should do that first. Well, I mean, exactly. So ju just, yeah, just give me a sense of what your... I mean, you can obviously, you can multitask. Search the body. Nobody wants to actually push in and have a look around the corner because it means they won't be watching everybody else search the body. Is that right? Yeah, no, that's the essence. Okay. <laughs> um, right. Well, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, well, I, I'll peer around the corner from here. Yeah. Watching, in particular... Um, Grimbold, what? Because he has form. Right, so you're peering, so you're moving up to check the other area, but not looking that way because no. If I put my back to that wall, I can look yes. both directions. Okay, gotcha. So, um, could you give me a perception check, sessions, as you're watching things? Oh, that's a fifteen for a total of uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Um, let me just check something. Okay. Uh, no, no, nothing of any interest, Sessions, um, but let me talk to you about what you find on this figure. Yep. So, first of all, this figure is wearing some kind of magical braces. You can tell straight away. They, they look magical. clerical. You can also see that he is carrying, you, you know this before, he's carrying some kind of rod, which your sense is, is that it is magical. Again, you haven't got to detect magic running, have you? No, but that's no. For wizards, so right. it looks it. The braces look of high quality, and your sense is that they are enchanted or magical in some sort, but without any more specific information than that. And this rod he's carrying is magical in some way. You think? Uh, somebody give me an Arcana check. Somebody qualified to do so. Um, Burple is unconscious. Am I right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, I'm not. So our own a ten minus one. Okay, no, no. So he's carrying a rod of some sort. Yep. Zero. Can anybody who's checking him over give me an investigation check? I rolled a 17 minus 1, 16. A 16 is not bad. Yeah, you find 19. something. Oh, a 19 is definitely good enough, uh, Parker. So this figure is wearing green and gold robes that are decorated with the symbols of Asmodee, the Prince of Liches. Mm -hmm. When you take off the mask, you find this personage basically they have a featureless face apart from some coal black eyes there's really only the sort of suggestion gesture of a kind of nose on any other facial features and then the the most simple kind of slash of uh, of a mouth yeah kind of toothless does this look like he used to be a human and now he's been deformed or is that the way he's always looked so to speak give me an intelligence check um, an intelligence check. He's a doppelganger. Uh, rolling. Oh dear. He's a featureless faced man. Uh, you don't know. I mean, it's sort of human. Certainly, it's a humanoid figure. The face resembles a human face, but vastly simplified. Doesn't look scarred. Looks just different. The skin is kind of alabaster white. In fact, who else is looking at this scene? Grimbold Sessions. I think maybe you should make rolls. Oh, and where is what? Cuthbert? Oh, he's just standing right there. Cuthbert can make a roll. Well, he's a, he's a doppelganger, right? Give me perception checks or intelligence checks. So my suggestion of a doppelganger is correct? Well, I'm, I'm not going to answer questions, am I? Why? 12. Uh, 17. 17. Sessions. It's very odd because the face is so simple, so featureless. But in terms of the general physiognomy, the general shape of the head, he looks a bit like Burple. Looks a bit like Burple. As in, yeah. Oh. I mean, you don't know, but that's what you determined. Anyway, let's go back to uh, Parker's fantastic 
investigation check when he removed the mask. Parker, as you're removing this this uh, figure's mask and you're all speculating as to what nature of creature this is, mm-hmm. your fingers alight upon something that seems out of place on the inside of the mask and you find a little concealed pocket, like a little slip pocket. Ooh, okay. And your fingers, if you, I mean, are you having a look? What are you doing? Yeah, it's I'll like it's like a leather, so it's a leather mask. So it's effectively yeah. a piece of sewn. It's like a slit in the leather. You'd have to kind of push your fingers into. So to prise it apart slightly to see whether you can actually well, see little, anything in there. There's a scrap of of paper in right. there. Take it out. Okay, it looks it's ragged. It looks it's fragile. It seems old, not like archaically old. Mm-hmm. It, it seems to have aged. It's very difficult to be specific. It's got a little scrap of writing on it in common. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 torn up. It looks like this piece of paper has been torn out of something else. So you've got a little snippet of writing. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. It kind of starts out of nowhere. It just says, was asking about a can in the hills. The first time I saw it, I was on the hill above the boneyard. It was tall, elegant in stature, ebony of skin with burning white eyes and it watched me silently. Something about it seemed ancient. I didn't realise then that I had met... M- and that's all you got. Mm-hmm. Interesting. A bit cryptic. Very cryptic. Can Cuthbert Grimble can. Parker Sessions all make uh, perception checks, please? Oh, natural 20. 20. Parker gets a 12. 14. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. Grimbold's aced it with a 20. It's a 19, isn't it, Grimbold? Yeah, but it's a natural 20. Just for a moment, Grimbold, over by, down at the other end of this corridor, near the door back into the main cathedral, you think you might have detected an anomaly in the air. Oh, it's something invisible. That's <sighs> a difficult one. No, you know, more like a heat haze or something like that. Something odd about the air something odd about your vision and the area of the corridor just near the door and only lasted for a moment or two you just kind of glimpsed it Hmm. Uh, anybody gonna do heals graham well as i said i have two spells uh before we uh well before we have a long rest so i guess we should definitely do purple uh yes so i will do um do a short rest as well. Well, a short rest we can cover hit dice. Should we do a short rest? Half an hour? I don't know if you've got the time, though, with all these weird things going on. Exactly. Well, let's yeah, make sure we're worried about that. Uh, mm. I'm going to take the rod. I mean, yeah, you're going to try. You're on five hit points. Yeah. Yeah. I can do a false life, but. Um, well, so I you don't need to. Only... You've got some sort of healing ability. Well, I'd rather have some real hit points. Yeah. Wouldn't we all? I've used all my spells. I've used my relentless endurance. I've used all my key points. How many hit points are you on? I'm on six hit points. Okay, I will do cure wounds on Burple. I have to do it at second level. 2d8 plus 3. Am I rolling it or? Oh, yeah, I'm not taking responsibility for that. <laughs> Even one hit point would do. Yeah, well, I mean, there's only two spells I can cast. And I'll do cure wounds with one. Thank you, 2d8 plus 3. 12. Okay. 12. And Lucas on Parker, I do the other cure light wounds, which is 1d8 plus 3. And then I'm out of spells. I'm going to do a false life on myself. Yeah, so you can do that, and then everyone has some hit points. Uh, Shall I roll it? Yeah, please. (laughs) Here we go. 1d8 plus 3. Oh, yeah, 1d8 plus 3. Here goes nothing. It's a second level spell. 
Oh, not bad. Rolling a three and getting a six. So we're going to have a whole group of people on around 12 hit points. Yeah. I've got 12 hit, temporary hit points. I really have no spells left now. Yeah. Nor do I. We're all sort of basically one hit away from... Terrible trouble. Terrible trouble, yes. Yeah. Okay, well... Is there Avoid terrible the trouble, by the way, Mike. There's nothing happening around the corner, Sessions. You can just see what you could see before. Well, what Cuthbert has seen before, which is... Well, I can step up one further, have a peer down. Yeah, the okay, you can see a little bit more. Well, you can see right into the chamber now if you do that. Yeah. Uh, what you can see is... A bearded devil cowering in the corner. So, first of all, as you get kind of nearer, you can detect this kind of acrid, metallic smell mm. that Cuthbert... Uh, picked up when he was uh, pushed up that corridor earlier. The walls are made of some kind of strange green rock, and there are little sort of marble-like veins of kind of purple that are arriving around in the walls. Lovely. Don't know who this person's interior decorator is, but you know. <laughs> there are pillars ranged on either side of this chamber. It's basically some kind of chapel. The the pillars are look like they're made out of a sort of a black tar-like substance, and hands push against the surface of the pillars from within human hands well, actively actively looks like active yeah human hands pushing at the surface with from within as if a crowd of humanoid creatures are trapped within each pillar mm. again nice. yeah lovely and then there's an I thought altar. Doing my living room a bit like that well i've done mine and i have to say it was a lot cheaper than i thought <laughs> And I think it really sets it off well. And also there's just this sense that you're not alone. You know what I mean? It's like it brings life to a room. Anyway. Yeah. Something someone to talk to. Well, Who needs pets? When you can, when it, you can yeah. have a writhing I mean, pillar of hands. Yes, exactly. And in this age of social distancing, it's nice to have a hug every now and again. <laughs> even if it is from the, the desperate remnant soul of a trapped, uh, damned. Anyway, those are your horrible columns. There's an altar at the end of the chamber as you're looking in, and that altar is... Give me a religion check. Ooh, religion. It's an altar of Asmodee. Don't even need to roll. You don't need to roll. It's an altar of Asmodee. It's a chapel of Asmodee, Graham. Okay, this is um, At the back there, there is in fact an area which uh, I also need to describe to you. You can kind of make out to the side of the altar, there's a little opening. And behind that, it looks like it opens out into a little kind of chamber with a couple of beds and a table. Okay. Uh, is it worth doing a short rest, well, folks? Well, I mean, it is, but my worry is whether we can actually... I mean, are we under pressure? Do we need to find a way out, or do we need to go further in? Good question. As we decide what we're going to do, um, I'll try these uh, bracelets on. We'll try them on. Um, they snick nicely around your upper arms. Somebody tell me. That's where a braces go, isn't it? Yeah. They, think they, so, yeah. They seem to nicely uh, mould themselves around your upper arm sessions. Excellent. Uh, the, the rod, I, I wave that around a bit. Okay, you wave your rod around a bit. It's fine. And is it a rod of lightning bolts? Well, you wouldn't know, would you? Well, I'll attune to it. I'll spend a time attuning to it. That takes a short rest. That takes a short yeah. rest. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. Right. So, there's every... Uh... Are no? you taking a short rest? Why don't, why don't we see what's down by this bedroom? Uh, well, that's why, yeah. I mean, I think we need to at least know where there's not not people. There's a pentagram on the floor, by the way. Yeah. That looks like it is broken. Can we tiptoe around past it? Yeah. I mean, well, it's a tight squeeze between the... <laughs> <laughs> between the pentagram and the columns with the funny writhing hands. Give me a... Uh, give me a dexterity check. 
as you try and ghost between the... If you want to avoid the pentagram, give me a dexterity check. Seven. <laughs> okay, so now you can make a decision. You realise that you've got yourself a little bit off balance. Would you rather step into the pentagram or a little bit uncomfortably close to the columns? It's your choice. I think I will go... Let's see. I'll go into the columns. Closer to the columns. Okay, you go close to the columns. Uh, when you do so, you are... Can you print your character sheet out and rip it up, please? <laughs> <laughs> That's if. Erase the hard disk. Can you give me a DC 14 dexterity saving throw? Ooh. When you step a little bit too close to one of these columns. You really want to make that save? You really want to make that save? Ooh, that's a 12. I it's might a... have to use my luck then to avoid it. Well, it's up to you. Yeah, I definitely want to avoid it. You never know. It could be nice. I don't think it's going to be nice. Tickle hands. Yes, it yeah, it could, really could, nice. could be, but I don't think it's going nice to be. Yeah. Okay, so I'll have another go at that. Okay, rolling a... Oh, yeah, oh. 22. Okay. The lady looks on me and I suck in the belly. No, do you now? So the, uh, the, the hands kind of reach for you and, and miss. Grimbold made his roll anyway. Fine. So you, you made your way further into this sort of chapel. Does that door open? Yep, it does. <laughs> I'll go open the door and go that way. <laughs> so Burple's going through kind of round the other way through that door. You're now... Okay, fine. Well, Sessions, you're looking into a little chamber. That chamber has a couple of beds, as I described. Okay, I'm also doing a good listen, see if I can hear anyone, anyone scurrying around. Uh, you can't hear anybody scurrying around. Two sets of bunk beds. There's a little writing table set against the wall opposite you. Mm -hmm. uh, there's several stools. Yeah. It's yeah. not very nice, is it? But I suppose, I mean, looking at the map, I can't see where else they would go. <laughs> and there is a single torch which is casting light across the room from a sconce. There's a word you don't hear every day. From a sconce between the beds. Sconce. Is that the Yorkshire way of saying scone? <laughs> it's a sconce. It's I think it's a sconce. sconce. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll, I'll edge it at the forward. Oh. Would you like jam on your sconce? Or would you like... And peer in. Sorry, where are you going, Sessions? I'm edging towards yes. the threshold of the room, peering in. Not much to be seen that I haven't described. Okay. I mean, it looks like... Nothing in the little corners. It's classic evil yeah. acolyte dormitory. Yeah. Okay, All you so would expect from an evil acolyte's bedroom. It does look like there's a door there or something, and there's I can't we can't really quite see. Yeah. So can you um, move if the you, if you break the threshold or if you peer around to your left a little bit, you can see that there's a little passageway that leads sort of zigzags up to the north, and there's a door to the south. Um, as we're doing all this, yes, the sound and rumbling of the ominous liquid back in the chamber and the pressure wave. Are they changing? It's not getting any worse. No, it's not getting any worse. I mean, it's the, the sound is greatly diminished by you closing the door. The slight sense of inner ear pressure, which was faint at the doorway anyway, as you move further from the door, it diminishes. But you don't think closing the door made any difference to it. Those of you who are peering around in this uh, acolyte bedroom, mm -hmm. you can see a door to your left or south, and you can see a little sort of wiggly passageway to your right which seems to end in a door that heads back the way you've come really can i look at the altar inspect you most certainly can search around give me an investigation check mm. i mean are you touching it is it a fingertip search no i use my dagger i, I order a two okay i'll, I'll uh, just nothing well is there any... let's see what's on this little desk thing nothing particularly interesting okay well i'm thinking a rest a short rest or actually prefer preferably a long rest would be a good idea well maybe this 
room here, the Acolyte's room, would be the place yeah, to that's not the do it. No, I don't think so. I know that there is still a Bob Devil running around, possibly some more Acolytes. I don't think we this place is safe. I think we go back to the first year to the first. Should we section. should we carry on the other rooms and try and finish off this bearded devil? He's only got a few hit points. But we have no As spells. do we. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, if we're going to rest Dan's right, and Burple's right, we should mm. do it back where we did before, out the way. But back where we did before, isn't there stuff going on in the shaft? There is possibly. I mean, the only option there is to go all the way into the room with well, the robes. If we started with the short rest, at least we could get our hit points back. Uh-huh. Yes. Why don't we do a short rest and then hunt out the bearded devil, kill the bearded devil, and then we can do a long rest? Are you having, you're having this conversation, I presume, standing there? As no, no, we'll, we'll huddle back round. Where are you huddling back corridor? To? I think we should go here. Back to the other section, which is the where the... Um, back into the big... The, the big temple, the, we, the, yeah, the, the Banshivu temple. Yeah, is that yeah, Banshivu? The, the rooms, yes. Banshivu temple. Banshivu. Yeah, that could be a good idea. Well, presumably okay. there are more bedrooms somewhere here, aren't there? If the Asmodee temple is similar to the Banshivu temple, then you'd expect there to be a kind of a big bedroom somewhere. I'd also expect there to be more acolytes. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I reckon if we go, they have already turned up. We've killed two of them. You've killed this figure, this strange figure the kind of boss person and some kind of poison-wielding dagger bastard and you've killed this odd wraith-like wall-traversing spirit thing. That's what you've killed. Yeah. The only other creature that you've seen was this bearded devil. Yes. But that's why I reckon we should go and... uh... And of course you heard an awful blood-curdling scream a little bit earlier. Did we? You certainly did. Okay. Burple wouldn't have heard it because Burple was unconscious, but yes, as they were organising themselves to heal you and doing all of that, they heard an awful scream from further within this place. Human? Mm, that's difficult to tell. It certainly could have been human. I reckon the, the thing in the pool is like brown mould, so it absorbs heat and then gets bigger and bigger. Is that what's going on? So I think if we go through that door, we'll, we'll get the heats. We'll, we'll take damage, maybe. Maybe that's what the the uh, I don't know what it whatever it was coming through the door. Maybe that's what the doppelganger was doing. It wasn't a doppelganger, but I'm just building a little fiction based around Johnny's guesses as to what's going on. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a tribe of doppelgangers who are growing brown mold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I haven't I'm been move, playing move for rather a long time. So I'm going to move move back it through the listen. through that door back into the My main words. You're moving back into the the main cathedral room. Yep. Yep. It is distinctly chilly in there. The the liquid in the pool is bubbling away merrily. And as soon as you start heading south like that, you can distinctly sense this sense this kind of air pressure in your ears. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll move, move further in. Down that corridor. I mean it's quiet, nothing's happening. You're back in the chamber where the skeletons okay. were that you first fought your way through. I guess we're all going that way then. I'm following Parker. Down that following... corridor. Okay, so everybody's everybody's heading back towards the chapel of the, the kind of temple of Banshee. Yeah. Everybody, Grimbold, yeah. Cuthbert. Yeah, yeah. If it looks safe. Yeah. Okay. You find yourself a spot where you want to kind of uh, rest up. I'll just uh, lie on the bed. Yeah. Probably I'll put my suitcase on the other bed. Yeah. Well, you weed on the other bed, uh, Burple. So now <laughs> your suitcase yeah. is covered in wee. Oh uh, yeah. Like we done the other bed. Did Right, so you argue about bunk beds and you hunker down in there and do what? Sleep. 
long rest. I think rest. we should take a short rest and see what's happening before we commit to a long rest. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Start short resting, and then I assume that Mike will tell us whether that is no, he's not successful or whether so events overtake us. Well, I mean, you, you, you're resting for an hour. Is that the idea? Mm -hmm. That's how long a short yeah. rest is. That's fine. Yeah. You're undisturbed for an hour. That's fine. Okay. Okay, I'm going to use... Short rest dice. button being pressed now. Short rest. So, so you're rolling your... some hit dice to get some hit points back. You get... Who gets any spells back on short on a short rest? Mm, Not me. I get my key. Anyway, I've used all my hit, uh, all my hit point things. Okay. I use one dice. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So does the Warlock actually work as a character class? Yes. Hmm. Quite the bard is not Maybe the best. I'll roll one next time. The bard, bard is, is not the best. I the bard is not is not great. I don't know. I think the bard in um, Dragon Heist is quite fun. Yeah, I mean they're okay. Which college did you take, Graham? Are you running a bard? The, yeah, the one that Dan stopped me using. Um, yeah, where did that come from? I went looking for that. <laughs> the Galactic College of Power. No, no, it was the College of what was it? The College of Weapons. I can't even remember. The College of Giant Weapons. No, no, it was the one that allowed you to move. It was the movement that was cool. Okay. It's a composite class, though, isn't it? I mean, yes, a bit of everything's a utility class. Everything. Yes. Anyway, so your short rest is, passes off without event. Okay, I've used three so dice. now we should know what these um, items do. Are you attuning to them? Is somebody attuning to them? How does it oh, work? Oh, yeah. Let's try yeah, that. Yeah, attuning to the uh, rod. And you're attuning to the braces uh, yeah. sessions? Obviously, we need to roll for them. Let's find out what they are. We'll get to that in a second. So first of all, the braces are braces of defense. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's a two points of armor bonus, as long mm. as you're not wearing any other form of armor. Mm -hmm. Very monkish. Very monkish, actually. Oh, I'd like those as well. And then the rod is a meta-magic rod. Ooh. Ooh, which one? It's a rod of extend. Ooh, it has makes three last longer. charges a day. Every time you spend a charge as you cast a spell, you can double the duration of the spell you cast up to a maximum of 24 hours. Hmm. It refreshes three charges, which refresh uh, every night at midnight. Oh. Quick question. Mm -hmm. Does anybody have a spare short sword? Um, I do. Oh, I've got a spare short sword. Might I be able to avail myself of someone's short sword? Yeah, yeah. you can borrow You can borrow Because then I can do two weapon fighting, you see. Are you lending Johnny's short sword? No, I've got, I've got a different one. Paul, don't say things like that. <laughs> right, so... <laughs> Um, I think we could leave our heroes now for the next few hours as they, or we could just close the door on them and here's the argument starts. We'll come back to them in a couple of days. Right. Obviously the rod is for me, right? You get two well, magic items and you start arguing about magic that you've already got before you even start <laughs> magic about the, arguing about the magic that you've got. wrong for the items. I mean, we're, in for, we're in for the, seriously in for a long haul. You can't even get to the point where you're discussing what you've just got. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to do. Who can do spells? Me. I can do spells. The bard can do spells. It's just about Eric everyone can do spells. spells. Everybody can do spells apart from Cuthbert. But I'm going to roll for it anyway. Parker. Yeah. No, Parker is a druid. Parker can cast spells. Oh, Parker can do spells, yes. So you have to be, I think, an arcane spellcaster to use the metamagic uh, thing. I'm pretty certain. Really? Oh, bloody hell. Oh, so that's me then. I think and that's me. right. Let me check. But we can still we can still roll for it and still we can bargain. Swap. To, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can swap. swap oh, yeah, that's, that's, well, I'm not going to get into that discussion. That's a yeah. totally separate. Uh, right then, let's go. Percentile, yeah. Yeah. Okay. First thirty. Parker gets an eighty-seven. 
Johnny gets 98. Oh, I got 98. Poetic justice. 86. Oh! Just beaten by Parker. Damn. <laughs> Excellent. Johnny gets the rod. Uh, I'll take the rod. Okay, I'll take the braces. Does anyone have a long bow? <laughs> I do, actually. <laughs> spare one. Uh, it's not a spare one. <laughs> Is this this evening's theme? <laughs> Ten minute intervals, dancing. Does anyone have, <laughs> Does anyone uh, have a grappling hook? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Does anyone have a bell? <laughs> you have a spare longbow. I have one magical item. This is not my. I'm. I'm staying out of this. Anyway, so what have you? You've. You've allocated some. Some. Yeah. Uh, Johnny's got the rod. Lucas has got the braces. How many items do you have now, Johnny? Well, I've lent one to Cuthbert. Have you? Yes. <laughs> my plus one short sword. You never learn, Johnny. Do you? Never lend anything. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. Please. Drive me mad. So how many actual items? I've do you got have? a plus one dagger. Uh huh. Yeah. And a weapon that you've lent to Paul. Yeah, and I think I've got something else as well, but I can't remember. So you've got four items. No, I've got three. got the rod, the plus one dagger, and a plus one short sword. And I've never got anything else. I think I've got something else, is what you just said. Well, I can't see anything, maybe unless it was a... No, I think that's it. Has anyone got one item? I have one actual item and two scrolls that I managed to get at the bottom of the list every time. Oh, well, that's right. You've got scrolls. Oh, you've got scrolls. Yeah. So you've got so Graham's got three items. <laughs> it's all about tone of voice, isn't it? Oh, you've got scrolls. Oh, Graham. So Graham's yeah. got three items. Johnny's got, I've got three one items. item. You've got, got three, three items. Graham's got three got two really good items. He's got, <laughs> He's got scrolls. I have scrolls I can't use. Well, anyway, what are you doing now? I'm going to uh, I'm going to ask if anybody has a longbow they can spare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That's not happening. I'm going to continue to meditate now. Right. I'm taking a long rest. Oh, Ooh. okay. So you hunker down for a long rest now. Yeah. Fine. What? Okay. Why Why suddenly have we changed? I'm fickle. I thought you were going to have a quick look at the what's going on in the chamber after the short rest. I mean, I don't mind. I'd like to get some spells back. Yeah, I would. You're probably right. We probably should at least look in the chambers. And have a short rest, long rest. I, I actually, now I remember, I had a negulas of fireballs, but I used it all up. That's true. It was That's a party true. item, basically. So you've had four items. Yes, but it was yeah. a party item. I did it to save everybody's art. It's just squandered one of the items. Yeah. So does that I don't mean think you can be trusted with items. <laughs> How many's Parker got? He's got a few. Three. <laughs> three attuned items. Three. So he's got three items. A bit like you, Graham. <laughs> I don't have three items. I have one item, and I'm carrying some scrolls for the party. Yeah, three items. Okay, you're all. Well, Johnny's had rift. four. Johnny's had four. I'm really sorry about this, everybody. <laughs> I've had four. I lent one, and then I used one to save the party. So you've lent one, but it's still yours. You're still claiming it as yours, so it's still yours. So you've had four. How many have you had, uh, purple? Two. Are we introducing a new a new system of magic? No, we're not. No. New system. We haven't got an old system. The old system is we roll percentile. No, well, the, the system has always the system has always been <laughs> oh, you have a cat. <laughs> next time. So we're saying next time. That'll do, that's fine. Next time. You you've got you know, you have to You're kept at you're maxed out, that's fine. We even out the items. You put one back. I've only got two. Three. Plus the one that you wasted four. Yeah, four. I didn't waste it. <laughs> in fact, how many fireballs? If was I it? hadn't have done the fireball, we'd have all died in that the first statue room. 
And we'd have also all died in that room with an asthma day thing. <laughs> How many fireballs was it? <laughs> How many beads did you have? Right, seven. <laughs> okay, so let me just clarify. Those beads can exist as separate things, right? You don't have to throw them once you pluck them off the necklace. You could keep it. What? Well, well I'm just trying now. to make the case that actually each bead got, is a like, separate magic item. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that that's a it's a good good argument, Dan, because like a scroll is a one use thing, whereas the necklace yeah, but is it's... a seven use thing. Yeah, so exactly. it's, a, it's basically seven times more more useful. Yeah, it's seven spells, <laughs> oh. isn't it? It's seven fireballs. So, Johnny, you're not getting another item for oh, eight. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I might. I'll tell you what. Next time, I'll put something back. The, the negolas hasn't got any beads on it but... <laughs> <laughs> is the necklace magical yeah yeah it's still magical Just the necklace of fireballs with no fireballs on it is that <laughs> i thought the beads were fireballs but the necklace itself is non-magical it's just a fireball holder <laughs> well it's got a sort of magical essence hasn't it for... <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's certainly it's nowhere near as powerful as a scroll for example but yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> or a potion Actually, that's the point. Paul, you gave me a potion. Yes, I did. Yeah, so you've basically... That was another item that you've had. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> and wasted. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, we never discussed all those um, syringe injections from the... Um... Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. Right. Yeah. Never... yeah. Where oh, are those? My God. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's just watching as Mike slowly well loads planned dungeon bullet into each chamber of the revolver. <laughs> Pours out the glass of whiskey. Wait a second. Somebody looked in the magic mirror, didn't they? The magic mirror? Well, when I looked in the mirror, it didn't do anything. But for somebody else, it was magic, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so that's another item. <laughs> Parker again, I think. We're going to do a long rest. Okay. Are you taking a long rest? Yeah. Are right. we taking a long I thought rest? we just agreed we would check the big room first. I'll go and check the big room. Nothing's happening in the big room. Right, we're taking okay. a long now rest. Now we take a long rest. Now we take okay. a long rest. You're right. undisturbed during your long rest. Right. I've got all my and spells. I'm going to... Look at this map. It's awesome. This dungeon's huge. Tonight's beer is Wiper and True Kaleidoscope Pale Ale, which has featured Lovely. before. It's so good. You know what it is, Paul? Do you know what, what it is, is it? Paul? It is basically neck oil from when neck oil was good. Ah. Anyway, so you take your long rest, yes, and then what are you going to do? What do you do? I think we're going to go back to um, Pentagram Room. Okay, so you're sort of nosing your way back into these set of rooms to the north. Yeah. Everything is as you left it. Who gets there first? Cuthbert will get there first. Cuthbert, give me a perception check. Cuthbert's perception, he will roll a dice, and it's because it's Cuthbert. Oh my god, he rolls a 20 king and 24. That. Okay, yep. You needed a big number because it's a difficult thing to hear, and there's not surprising that you didn't hear it when there are a bunch of you crashing around and having a look. But if you mm -hmm. get there first with the people kind of padding along behind you, you realize as you break into that chamber or as you walk into that chamber that coming from the direction of the little wiggly passageway that leads off the sleeping room with the bunk beds that you saw before, mm -hmm. there's a sort of noise like bubbling, but it's very, very soft, very faint. It's not like what's his name's chamber, Fulgia's chamber, is it? Oh, um, uh, you know what? That's You're not miles off with that assessment. Yeah. So it's... Uh, it's 
Badger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do a false life. Okay. No, no, really. Yeah. And uh, shall I use my extend spell? Let's swoop yeah. around the table. So in order. So Cuthbert, you've done that. Grimbold, you've done that. Sessions. I'm moving into the eyeball chamber door space. The passageway with the eyeballs, and I'm hanging up in the doorway. Not going any further while everyone catches up. Okay. Uh, anybody else want to do more? Uh, I'm just doing this false life as a, I do it as a second level spell actually. Okay. What's the duration of that? One hour. I, I may as well Fine. do it with a. Uh, no. Ages, in other words, it doesn't so matter. Two hours. Oh, you use the rod. Yeah. Okay. So going around the table, what does Parker want to do? I'll follow in behind Cuthbert. Okay. Cuthbert is going to walk and inspect the altar. Just walk to the foot into the room and inspect the altar. I mean, peer at or fingertip search? Fingertip search, come on. Give me an investigation check. An investigation check. Oh my god, rolling a 17, getting well, an 18. Yeah, okay, that's pretty good, and you don't find them. I'm just using up my dice now, I'm just using... Mm, you're burning the good numbers. I'm burning the good numbers. That's it for the next four weeks. What about Johnny? Grimbold. What's Grimbold want to do? Grimbold will go up and stand next to Cuthbert. Mm. So you're going up into the room with the pentagram, yeah. avoiding the columns with the hands. Yeah. Cuthbert's going to push him into the pentagram. Okay. Um, Thanks. What about Luke? What about Parker? Um, well, I guess I will go up and listen at the south door in this acolyte's chamber. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, give me a perception check. Rolling a 20. Natural 20 for a 22. Yeah, you hear nothing. Nothing at all. I mean, as you strain your hearing, mm. you can hear to the north of you the faint sound of bubbling through the door up the, uh, the other end of the zigzag corridor. But other than that, nothing. Right. What about uh, sessions? I think I will move into the... Uh, the sort of chapel room with the altar and the pentagram through the mm -hmm. door up and going too close to these pillars mm -hmm. uh, and I will um, move up towards the little bed chamber but staying yep. just outside that room and, and watching what's going on okay do a bit of listening as well to see if I hear anything different. You don't hear anything that other people haven't heard. What about Dan? What does Burple want to do? I'm going to um, listen at that bottom door. Well, standing next to Parker? Yeah. Uh, give me a perception check. Ooh. 22. 22. No, so Parker got a 24 before, didn't hear anything. You don't hear anything. Let's keep going around to Cuthbert. What do you want to do, Cuthbert? You had a look at the, you had a bit of a search of the altar, haven't found anything? No. I think I'm going to move into the room with the beds mm -hmm. and it's been searched so I don't think I'm going to do any more searching there so I'm going to go up to the door. Well, the door to the north. The, yeah. The door to the north. Can I do a listen there? You certainly can. Give me a perception check. I'll roll a 16 for a 20. Yeah, so you can definitely hear there is some kind of bubbling liquids going on on the other side of that door. Anything more than any... Nope. Can I hear any body or anything like that? No. Nope, nothing more than that. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll take that. Let's keep going around the table. On my right, it's Johnny Grimbold. What does Grimbold want to do? I'll move up behind Cuthbert. 
Okay. And do you want to do anything else? Yeah, no. Um, and then back round to the beginning again with Lucas and Parker. So you listen... Mm. Both Parker and Burple have listened to that southern yeah. door with good rolls and you've not heard anything at all. And what... Uh, Cuthbert got a good roll on the top door as well, so there's no point in listening. Well, are we going to open that door, chaps? I think... Yeah, I, I will. I will do my shillelagh. That's what I'll do. Okay. You're going to do it as a bonus action? Yep. Anything else? Okay, fine. No. Moving on from two sessions. What do sessions want to do? Um, I think I will just wait since both doors are crowded now. Yep, got it. Burple? I'll try and open that door. Is it locked? Nope, just swings open. A bit of light floods down from where you are, but there's no light down there. And you're looking into a, sort of a small... Okay, so you're looking down into a small chamber. It's only about 15 feet by 10 feet. Tiny man. There's a corpse lying on the ground just in the room. It looks like the corpse of the person that you dispatched, slew, slayed before. The person with the poison dagger. It looks the same. Mm. So perhaps, I don't know, some kind of henchman, whatever. But it's lying face down on the ground dead with a pool of blood around it. The room itself is filled with boxes and crates. Now there's really only a little bit of space to kind of, you have to kind of, you think you're going to have to almost turn sideways to move around inside there. Yeah, it's been stacked up. That's a point. Did we take the mask with us? I'm presuming you did. Right. You didn't say you weren't and you searched it and picked it up, so I presume you did, okay. but it doesn't seem to be magical. Right. There are kind of kegs uh, in there. don't know what it might be. I mean, wine, water, beer, something boxes, crates, uh, lots of sort of mundane gear. That's what you're looking at. Okay. Well, I'll move in up to the body. Yes. And search it secretly. Sorry, just for understanding. Good so try. this is the yeah. guy who was wearing the mask and had the dagger, right? No, no, no. So um, no, just see, a quick inventory now. of foes. You've got some distinctly separate people. And I appreciate that it might be that the descriptions have not been clear enough. First of all, there was this wraith spirit thing. Yeah, fine. Then you had a couple of people. Somebody came running out through the door to the north with a dagger with poison on it, like a kind of acolyte, very thin, very grey human figure that Cuthbert fought, yes, that ran away again, and you killed in the corridor heading in the corridor heading to the north. Yeah? Then yeah. you had the bearded devil that you also fought. Everybody happy with those yeah. three distinct people? Right. The person with the poison dagger, this looks like another one of them, only it's dead and it's lying face down on the floor in this little storeroom. Does it have a dagger? It does have a dagger. Is it? Does it have a sort of glistening... No, it doesn't. It? But if you search it, you find a file with poison in it. Uh, you think there's enough poison in there for three applications. Three okay. magical items. Mm. <laughs> so you're sorted then. So I'll go back to the rest of the party and I'll go, Grimbold, I found this lovely drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's got on him. Okay, and the room? Uh, he's been killed by some large bladed instrument, some large bladed weapon. Okay. Give me an investigation check. An investigation check, man. 21. Oh, 21 is very good. Your sense, Purple is as you turn this figure over it's lying face down the wound is right under the breastbone yeah front and center it doesn't look like there's any other sign of a struggle so you're you might infer that this person's been killed by somebody that it thought was a friend mm. 
Yeah, the doppelganger thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a doppelganger. It's either the doppelganger or the or the brown mold farm. Yeah. 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 What was the bearded devil using? So what? What what weapon was the bearded devil using? Would it have... it was using a glaive, a great big kind of pole arm, giant bladed thing. Yes, it would be consistent with that. Okay, so maybe they summoned this bearded devil hoping it was an ally and then someone broke the pentagram and it went crazy. That's the other theory. Yeah, that's quite a good theory. You know, but don't listen to me. You know, I've only got 42 years experience, you know. Mm -hmm. Let's move on before Johnny keeps talking to mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Cuthbert. Uh, I think I'm just going to open this door stealthily. Okay, go for it. Rolling. Keep <sighs> rolling. Rolling a five, getting a 12 on stealth. These dice are Rubbish. Okay. Then you're going to open the door. Yes. Okay. Well, the door swings open. It's not locked, and it reveals a chamber. Chambre. A chambre. This chamber is some kind of mm, laboratory, experimental something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are wooden tables running down either wall, the north wall and the south wall. So it extends away from you to the east about 25, 30 feet. And it's about 15 feet across. And on the wall to the north and the south of you, there are tables. And on those tables, they're covered, they're covered with variety of beakers, alchemical tools, devices, retorts, glass containers. Yeah. And they're all bubbling away frantically with uh, liquids of various colours. There's kind of a roiling green sludge in one of them. There's kind of a fizzing, effervescent blue clear liquid in another. Yep. There are bookshelves filled with tomes on one of the walls. Beside the shelves, there's an intact human skeleton. Uh, and inside the ribcage, there are a few glistening organs, a heart, a set of lungs, a liver. And they're writhing and pulsing. Uh, in the middle of the chamber, there is a large black iron cauldron. But it looks like it's sealed with a layer of wax. And there's nobody in there. There are no occupants. What do you want to do? I think I'm going to walk in and take a closer look at the bookshelves on the south side, if that's all right. The north wall. Oh, okay, the north wall. And just start basically making my way around, searching. Okay, yeah. Okay, so you just start a search, which will leave you two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what you're searching? Are you going through the things you can see, as in pulling the books out from the bookshelf, looking behind them, lifting the bottles, looking underneath them? Is yes. that the sort of search you're doing? Or are, okay, that, that's so you're a quick search basically. Yes, I'm not reading what's in the books. Just a, just an initial quick search. An initial quick search. Okay, fine. Okay, you could be doing that. Let's move on to Grimble. What's Grimble going to do? Right, I'm going to mix up some of the drinks, the bubble yep. things. Yes, take my yes. clothes off, drink them down, then jump into the cauldron. <laughs> Anything happen? No, nothing happens. When he takes his clothes off, I'm going to just pick up everything he left on the ground and wander off with it. Mm -hmm. Excellent. No, uh, actually what I'm doing is I'm looking at the tomes in a bit more detail. The tomes are in the bookshelf to the north. Yeah, they look, I mean, of sort of passing interest. They're sort of slightly obscure and kind of niche interest books around Asmodee, the worship of evil. You're not spotting anything which is like, ah, an original copy of so-and-so or some kind of magical tome of wisdom. It's oh, just okay. stuff. All right. Looking and at the spines of the books, obviously. I mean, without, you know. Mm. I'm wondering whether it's worth going round and listening to that door at the south. So the door that's basically on the east 
wall is only two squares away from the door on the other side where the pentagram is on from the south. Possibly that might be the same. I understand. But that would require walking all the way. Well, if we don't oh, want to go through miles. the pentagram. Miles. It's like 50, 60 feet you'd have to walk. Are we in, are we in rounds? Yeah, just just tell me what you're doing in your, in your go. Yeah, we're not going to... I will go to the, this door at the south. And I so you're going go to the door in the north wall of the room with the pentagram. Yes, having that's a, right. I'm and having, having a listen? You're having a listen, yes. Give me a perception check. Perception check. Rolling a 13, making 15 in total. You hear nothing apart from the sound of Cuthbert and Grimbold rumbling around in the room to around the corner. Yeah. Huh, okay. I was trying to remember, did, before we rested, did we search the uh, the little room that we're standing in at the moment? I'm standing in at the moment. Not exhaustively. We desk. Well, I'll, I'll toss the two beds, search under the beds. Just look Yeah, okay. There's, there's, I'm afraid there's nothing of interest. Yeah, I didn't think there was, but it's uh, yeah. always good to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go down and have a look and see what's in the room that uh, Burple's in. Um, well, Burple's kind of standing over this body. Um, there's There are crates and stuff. There's loads of kind of mundane equipment. I mean, what are you, what are you doing with it? I'll have a look around there, see if there's anything valuable. Uh, give me a perception check as you're kind of looking at all of this gear. Oh, I get 19 on the dice for a 22. Okay. There are some crates in there that are branded with some sort of company sign uh it's the sign of a rampant rooster perched upon a large gold coin and you know that sign uh, sessions it's the sign of the smenk company smenk uh, well we knew he was involved uh, didn't we sort of and what's inside these chests all sorts of mundane stuff basically pretty much anything that you sort of mirror yes uh you might find a mirror you might find sort of all sorts of trivial items anything sort of worth less than about five gold pieces there's a chance that you'll find one here all right okay you can always come back and look for stuff then uh-huh. but i think you found the key takeaway from that moment purple heavy i'm assuming i've searched the body and that we've searched the room yes you've yeah in which case i'm going over to join parker mike yeah. So when we're searching, I'm going yeah, yeah. around for anything that can uh, implicate smink. What, like the stuff this... you found in the storeroom? Yeah, yeah. So you I'll can um, like that as evidence. Yeah, you can find something. I mean, uh, the, the crates are quite big, but you can either, you can break a bit off or something. You can find something with his with his kind of with the smink uh, branding on it that you could use. Why would yeah. that be valuable? I guess they wouldn't really know that it's from. It could be from anywhere, though. Is there anything that actually? Exactly. Well, to the... there's there's little. I mean, I don't know. That's you can take it or not take it. It's up to you. Can you take a picture yeah. on your mobile phone? <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. I'll, um. I'll have a painting very quickly done. Are there no documents with his name on? Or... You can find some bills of lading from. Yeah, that they, they would serve as evidence. Yeah. Okay. I'll take. Those. Okay. Parker will go round the corner up to this other corridor going north where there's also a door. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Which is... Um, yes. Isn't at that door. Give me a perception check. Uh, a 17, Ooh. mate, 19. Um, you can hear the sound of Cuthbert listening at the door <laughs> 20 feet away from you. Okay, so it definitely sounds like they are connected. Yeah. Right. You can hear Grimbold and Cuthbert and Sessions yeah. to your uh, west through that door. Right. Should we open them? Well, I mean, you, do you want to? You've got time. You can interact with an object. Any objections? Well, we will in a minute. Yeah, why not? Go for it. Yeah, I'll open it. Okay, it opens, and you reveal a little corridor that connects back to where Grimbled and Cuthbert are, and links back up to that thing, and it's just nothing. It's just like a 
each of us. It's just a way of getting through there without without going across the pentagram. Yeah, uh, something like that. Has anyone investigated this uh, skeleton with the organs in it? Mm, don't think so. No. Yeah, okay. no. I will have a look at that. Okay. Uh, you're going to investigate it, as in you're going to properly scrutinise it, or are you just going to regard it, seeing if you can notice anything interesting? Well, I'm going to move up to it. I'm going to uh, properly regard it without kind of touching it. And if it seems to react too much as I get close, then I'll obviously... No. A perception check? Mm, five on the dice for an eight. Mm, you don't notice anything beyond the fact that it's weird. I mean, the, the, the organs are moving, so it's clearly got some sort of necromantic uh, enchantment on it, something. But it's not doing anything. It's certainly not reacting to you. Why don't we talk about what you have and haven't uh, looked at? Because you kind of covered this area now. There's a couple of things. One is, Parker, you're standing in the north of that corridor where you fought the uh, yes. uh, main guy. You've never actually searched the other dagger-wielding person. Haven't we? You searched the main person. You took off his mask and searched, went through his stuff, but you didn't say you were searching the other body. Well, I'll do that then. Well, you find something. <laughs> Friend, guide, and storyteller. Uh, well, you're standing there just, like, next to it. It seemed to be a little okay. bit perverse of me not to tell you about it. <laughs> he has got a potion on him, and he's got this dagger in his hand, which has had the poison applied, but still has therefore but still has two doses on it. Right. What else have you not looked at? Well, I mean, you've, you know, you've kind of been around everywhere, but you've, been, to a certain level, you've been around everywhere. But that was just the, the thing that clearly Parker is like, oh, hold up, we didn't look there. Well, should we spend an hour mm. searching the place thoroughly? Could do. That yeah. sounds like a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, well, why don't you, can you just give me, everybody give me two perception checks and two investigation checks. So perception, I get five and eight. I get a five and an eight. Oh God, I got the investigation. Oh, I got a natural 20 on the investigation. Yeah. yeah. And all the others were crap. <laughs> investigation, I got two 16s. Yeah. And got 17 investigation. So two 16s, a 17, a 20 something. 13. A 19 going on there. So. A couple of 19s. Three. Oh. Okay, that's good enough. There's not much that you've missed. The only thing that you find... I say the only thing you find. You find a few things. In this chamber with the alchemical equipment in it, on the benches, when you search the benches themselves, fingertip search them, you find in the northern bench, underneath it, there's a little catch and there is a secret kind of section that lifts out mm -hmm. and in that section in that sort of uh, cubby storage space the first thing that comes out it's like you kind of you've kind of got a wooden plate yes that's held in place by a couple of swivel catches and as you release both of them there's something quite heavy in there and you sort of gingerly let it down and there's a shield hidden in this uh, compartment mm -hmm. pretty tasty looking shield there's some money as well in little bags on the shield so the shield's been like used as a sort of place to kind of stick stuff on top of uh you think there's some there's cash in there there's a couple of hundred gold pieces there's some garnets precious stones they're worth about 50 gold pieces each and there are six of them 500 gp it's about 500 gold pieces in total and there's five of us so 100 each and then guys 100 mm -hmm. gp okay. each. 100 and then there's another thing you almost miss it first off as you're sort of going through the stuff you've got the bags of the money you've got the precious stones there's a little wooden 
rather crude kind of object. Uh, crude as in crudely made rather than um, rude. It's two nested little wooden wheels that spin against each other, marked with characters, letters. The middle of it is emblazoned with, well, I say emblazoned, again, the object is crude, daubed, as it would be more accurate, with the, with the sickle and skull of Asmodee. And then it's two rings that work one inside the other as a sort of flat piece where it lines up two sort of sets of symbols and letters. There's a code thing. That might be it, yeah. So have we got any weird messages from anywhere that don't make sense that we can use that to break the code? Do I really have to tell you? Well, we found something... In the other place, didn't we? In the other place, didn't we? Didn't make much sense. There's a diary. Coded diary. Mm. The diary was not in code. But the message, something said about a message that's in code. Yeah, the, there's the blank scrolls that you know have got writing on them that, that you can read. Right. The, no? Brian, uh, yeah. well, <laughs> I'll try and read those. Hear me. If you use this item to reference against those scrolls, you can, in fact, uh, decipher uh-huh. them. Uh-huh. It's a key. It's a code well, key. Yeah, key. Uh, the secrets of this page are most holy. Know ye heretics who invade them that the eye of Asmodee is upon you. If you read this, Theldrek, you have either slain me and doomed our cause, or the time is nigh for our final victory. At last the riddle of this place is solved. In ages past, a great being known as Chios rose above the petty warlords who fought and struggled for material gain. Mighty Chios is the herald of the Overgod. Soon he will sound the clarion call to the faithful, the three sundered faiths shall be made whole. The undead our agents spotted must be located and captured. If they bear the worms of Chios, then they perhaps hold the final answer to our research. The ebon aspect stirs within the pool, but it is still not ready to emerge. Perhaps a traumatic event, an invasion by heretics, a great battle fought within these halls. Oh, that's it. us. <laughs> but even then it will attain only a minor form. The way of the ebon triad speaks of the danger of awakening the aspect too soon. Our work will be for naught. We must find the worms and the undead hosts that carry them. If they are not here, then we must send agents to the rift. If Chius himself or his agents cannot shepherd in the Age of Worms, then we shall do it ourselves so that the Overgod may live. Our course is clear, my dear Theldrick. Smenk is no longer useful to us and must die. Kill him, then send agents to the Mist Marsh across the southern hills. I believe that we will find what we are looking for there among the lizard folk. Summon more of your warriors. If the calculations and portents are correct, the time for covert action is at an end. As the Age of Worms begins, we must strike hard and fast to prepare for the coming of the Overgod. Of course, dear Theldrek, if you were so rash as to slay my followers and I, then you soon shall join me in the afterlife. Doubtless your treachery has already stirred the Overgod. Our mission has failed, and you will die at his hands. What's the date on the scroll? There's no date on the scroll. It's just titled The Age of Worms. Are there any worms in the, the skeleton that's sort of animated in the room? No, nothing. You do know that the worm that you saw in Filge's laboratory was retrieved by Smenk from here, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't need to remind you of that. Of course, you all remembered that, but... Yeah, but yeah, Smenk is still alive. Uh, so far as you know, uh, the last anybody heard from him was a bit back, but yeah. So we're the heretics that have half-woken this thing in the bubbling pool at the south. Possibly. Yeah. Hmm. Excellent. So, so we've, we, we've if we wake it up, it, it scuppers their plans or something. So we take, we, go, we need to do the third 
I was going to say quadrant, but it's not a quadrant, is it? We need to do the third um, triptych. Tridrant. Door. Tridrant. <laughs> third door. <laughs> well, there's a, so there's a third door that you haven't interacted with particularly. I mean, it's just you've had a bit of a look. Yeah. I went and had a listen there, and they told me some. Yeah, some things that you haven't managed to retain in your memory for no. a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. Smoke coming under the door. There is smoke coming out from under the door. Uh, you look through the keyhole. On object, I'm going to pick up the shield. The boss of the shield is emblazoned with the symbol of Tonj, the Eye of Wisdom. Mm. Oh dear. It doesn't mean it's necessarily a holy object, but that's what it is. Mm. Right. 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 Let's be having you then. What do you want to do? Roll for the shield. Yeah. Should we do that? On the understanding that you have to put one back if you've got more than uh, more than two items. <laughs> yep. So, Graham. Yeah, I'm quite happy to put back one of the scrolls. So, 39. 39. You see? Still can't roll above a 10. I got a 39. That's, 10. That's pretty. 46. Oh. 87. 87 for Graham. Okay, what are you putting back? Oh, right, yeah. If I have to put something back, I'll put back uh, Why? one of these awesome scrolls. <laughs> if we're going to have a rule about putting back, then we have to vote on that, first of all. Right, okay, so I'm not can't putting just, that, I'm just Can't just shield. introduce a new rule, like, you know, Cool. that has to be a unanimous decision. I agree. Anyhow, so what's the shield do? The shield is a sentinel shield. It's, very, it's a plus one shield. Mm -hmm. And when you're holding it, you have advantage on initiative rolls and perception checks. Mm-hmm. That's, That's quite good. Cool. That's what it is. And I don't think it requires attunement. Even better. Which makes it a very fine piece of kit. I'm going to head over to the smoky last triad quarter. Yes, okay. So there's a smoke. Uh, yeah, it's a sort of um, bonfire yeah. wood smoke smell in the air. Uh, there are a scattering of autumn leaves on the ground in the corridor in front of the door. One of you has got the key. I think I've got the key. Right, well, should we move on through there then? Open the door, line up in front to of it. the other side. Break on through to the other side. Break on to the other side. Who got the potion that you found on the other person, by the way? The chap that you hadn't searched originally had two more applications of poison on his dagger, so he's got two more blows left in it, and he had a potion on him. Let's roll for the potion, then. 70. Okay, then. Well, it looks like that's Grimbold's. Oh, okay. Hang on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. 15. We're going to go for the... <gasps> 78... 90. Oh, 72. So Paul's got the potion. We have no idea what the potion is, though, do we? Cuthbert got the potion. You don't know what it does, but you got it. Create water. <laughs> Purified food and drink. <laughs> potion of light spell. Cuthbert, you're heading up to this door. You have the key. I have the Parker key. Parker is padding up behind you. Grimbold is in the cathedral room, tucked around the corner. So your recall is that the... Bonfire smoke and the autumn leaves are often associated with the grey woodsman, the feller of souls, the mad axeman, the silence in the forest. It's basically yep. a god of death. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. And this key that you have, Lucas looked up what that little bit of a key is, the bit with the that you, you hold on to. I can't remember what it was called. Tab, I've, shield, foin, completely steb, the swibble. Anyway, the swibble of this key is uh, is engraved with the symbol of the uh, Grey Woodsman, which is a, a woodsman's axe embedded in a tree stump. So your assumption mm -hmm. is that this key goes with this door. 
Yes. You look through the keyhole of this door, and what you could see was a sort of tight, twisting tunnel leading away from you that was heavy with wood smoke and dark. And you could hear echoing howls and screams emerging from the darkness behind. It's called the bow, by the way. The bow of a key. They say you need to use a word six times before you remember it properly. Ah, okay. Well, I should remember to tell you everything about the story six times. I think you need to tell us a few more than six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to do a listen check. Okay, give me a perception check. I'll give you a perception check. Because I'm so good at these things, I get a nine, rolling a five. Meh. Not great. Nothing you didn't hear before. I'll have a go. I'll poke up the door. Uh, I get an 18 for a 23, 21. Oh, and another 18. So, uh, so sessions. Yeah, you can hear something a little bit more. So you can certainly hear this kind of distant echoing, screaming, kind of howling. But you think you might also be able to hear a kind of more guttural, vulpine, canine growling. Uh, not immediately imminent, not just on the other side of the door, but perhaps at some sort of distance from it. Mm. Okay, I relay this to my um, colleagues and uh, shuffle back to my position in the pocket. Good on you. Right, open the door then. I shall put the key in the lock and turn. It snicks satisfyingly and the door opens away from you. And immediately smoke starts uh, billowing past you. What's your vision, Cuthbert? My vision is dark vision. The smoke is going to make things very difficult for you. It's not a nightmare because you can see it's dark. There's no light source. Have you got a, you've got a little bit of light behind you because this cathedral chamber is lit by some flickering torches in sconces. 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 Sconces and jam. And Sessions often carries a torch with him because he's not got dark vision. Yep. Um, no, now so I've remembered that I can do light spells. So, um, okay, so there might be a light them. spell behind you, Cuthbert. Mm -hmm. Silhouetting you, as it were, in the smoke, in this little tunnel leading away from you. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's quite difficult to make out what you're dealing with. But what you can make out is that there is a passageway. It descends. It's narrow. It's no more than five feet wide. And it's tight. It's 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 circular mm -hmm. so it, it feels organic it feels uh much rougher it feels like it's been burrowed but not only that it the walls of it as you're looking at it, it give me a perception check cuthbert i'll give you a perception can i roll above a 10 oh i roll a 10 getting a 14. there's something about the walls something about the passageway itself it's like it's the roots of trees Okay. It's like you're looking through a tunnel carved between the roots of trees. By a large worm, perhaps? You don't know. It's like it's almost part of the structure. It's like it's a kind of integral part of the structure, which makes no sense to you. I mean, you are hundreds of feet below the earth. Ah. That's interesting. Mm. Can you give me a constitution saving throw? Constitution saving throw, I can indeed. Yeah. I, ooh, I roll off a 19, roll a 9, get a 12. 12 is fine, but this smoke is not much fun. Yeah. You feel like it could overwhelm you, this smoke. It's certainly very difficult to see. You think things are, at the, at, even with a little bit of light behind you, things are lightly obscured. You'd have thought if things got dark, they would be heavily obscured and you'd really be sort of struggling even with dark vision. Okay. And you can hear kind of uh, maybe a distant sort of snarling 
and uh, at a greater distance, kind of echoing up through these weird tree-rooty, sub-foresty kind of tunnels. You can kind of hear these echoing screams. <laughs> that sounds certainly like a, a, a sorcerer's place to lead the way. It does, doesn't it? Um, I if so. I do a mage hand and it sort of flaps in front of me and tries to create a bit of <laughs> air, mm-hmm. <laughs> a bit like a fan, I mean, mm-hmm. would that help? You think probably not. But a very good trick. If you picked up a piece of paper or something, maybe it would help. Yeah. We're so talking like about. I think. I think there might. I may have not have given you a kind of proper indication of the scale. It would be like somebody entering a burning house, trying to keep the smoke at bay by waving a piece of A4. <clears throat> oh, worth watching him try. Yeah. Maybe we just need to move quickly through this place. Full scap for our American listener. Reader. Reader. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think we probably just have to move quickly through this area. Yeah, off you go. I'm going to do uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to do. I'm going to do invisibility on myself. Oh. Okay. Um, and are you stepping? You're not stepping across the threshold, though, no. Um, well, I'm waiting to see if anyone else is going to do anything. But yes, I no. will once I've done my invisibility. Okay, he's using invisibility. Parker's queuing up. Grimbold and Sessions are hanging back in the cathedral room. Um, let's go around. Anybody else want to do anything? Oh, I'll edge towards Parker. Okay, to Sessions is edging up to catch up with the others. Cuthbert? Oh, for God's sake. Oh, hold on a minute. I have a new skill. Good. Elemental attunement. Mm-hmm. As an action, you can briefly control elemental forces within 30 feet of you. A harmless sensory effect, light or snuff a candle or a campfire, chill or warm one pound of non-living material for one hour, create elements within one foot cube for one minute. So, snuff yeah. a candle or campfire. I don't know that you can't create a cube of fresh air around yourself, Parker. Maybe the square you're in that will last for a minute, but it doesn't travel with you. It seems I can do this action. It doesn't require any key points. Mm-hmm. It's an action. I'm going to wet a rag, tie it around my face. Yeah. And nose. Yeah. I'm going to build a coronavirus mask, and then I'm going in. You're pushing on down this corridor. You've got yep. dark vision. I've got dark vision. Then you find yourself sort of blundering. It descends and curves at the same time. And as it curves broadly, you're heading west. As it slightly curves to the northwest, you find that you, you find a, ste- a little set of steps. They're rough and ready. They're like the steps that sometimes you get actually set between the roots of trees as they're exposed by the topsoil. Mm-hmm. You'd think it's definitely difficult ground to traverse them. But as you turn that corner, out of the smoke, coming towards you, a creature emerges. It's difficult for you to make out detail, but it's almost like it's made out of the forest itself. It's not a treant. You've heard of treants. It's more twisted, it's smaller, it's dark, it's feral, and it's growling. And it rushes towards you out of the dark, and we'll pick things up next time. Oh, oh. Well, there we go. The Billowing 
Hilltop Podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Three Faces of Evil and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! Thank you.